People don't know what it is to be champions. Oklahoma invented it. This is the Under the Visor podcast. From the OU Insider Studios, here's your host, Brandon Drum. All right, so I'm here with Brandon Sneed. He is the author of a very highly anticipated book that's coming out this week uh, called Sooner, The Making of a Football Coach, Lincoln Riley's Rise from West Texas to the University of Oklahoma. Uh, Brandon Sneed, thank you so much for being on here with me. Um, I'm looking so forward to this book because the background of Lincoln Riley is about as intriguing as it can get. A lot yeah. of people don't understand. Uh, that dude's rise from just being a walk-on and all that stuff. Um, and they see him as an offensive genius. But can you kind of walk through how you came about for this book and, like, what made you go, you know what, this is, is going to be an intri- intriguing book for everybody involved, uh, including people like myself that just cannot wait for it. Um, yeah. How did you – how did that come about? Like, what's your background? Did you go to OU? Like, kind of walk everybody through all that. Yeah, no, well, first, I mean, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, sure. Sorry, my computer's dinging at me all the time. Me sudden. too. Mine's going to do the same thing. Sorry. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, no, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm excited about it coming out. I think it's, uh, I think what I'm most excited about it, and this is related to your question, which is like, why did I want to write this? Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, when I started writing, I didn't know the world was going to be as crazy as it is now, um, which isn't in and of itself, you know, something bad, but it's just life is really stressful right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I love a good story that can give me an escape from life when it's stressful, but also teach me a little something about life and or myself. And so that's kind of what I set out to write with it. And, um, and thankfully, I think that's what happened with it. Um, the longer version is I, I met Lincoln or I actually knew of Lincoln in 2011, 2012 ish when I was a graduate student at East Carolina university where he was an offensive coordinator. Um, and that's when he was, you know, that's my hometown and they, you know, they're, they're a mid tier football team. You know, I mean, they had a couple of pretty decent years, but they're, they're never going to compete for national championship. I say that with all the love in the world still live there, <laughs> but it's just, it's who they are, you know, and that's, yeah. that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's who they are. And, and he did something here that he just, he made, I mean, people here kind of, they love pirate football. Um, and it's, it's just, it's always a good time at the games and tailgate and they know how to tailgate baby. Um, but <laughs> He, uh, he made the games themselves really, really fun. I mean, just that air raid offense he brought in, him and Ruffin McNeil, they brought in from Texas Tech. And right. they just did things here people had never seen, or I don't think people realized were possible here before they started. I mean, they were – East Carolina football was getting regular national attention by the time he left, and that was just blowing all of our minds around here. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and then, you know, come 2017 when he's named the head coach at Oklahoma – I'm a features writer for Bleacher Report and, you know, I just, yeah, just said, Hey, like this guy's got something going on. He's 
doing something different. He knows what he's doing. He's 33 years old and he was just the head coach of Oklahoma. He was just named head coach of Oklahoma. Like I think he'd make for a really interesting profile story and they went for it and, you know, ended up spending a good amount of time with Lincoln and the team um, over the course of roughly a week, uh, maybe a little bit less down there. And then talked to, you know, several people close to Lincoln on the phone and story came together great. And I mean, I remember even back then thinking that it had potential to be a good book. Um, and about a year and a half later or so was looking to, for a book project and was talking to my agent and we started talking about this one and worked up a proposal and kind of off to the races from there. And uh, just, again, just, it's just a, a great story. I mean, it's a little, you know, uh, you know, he, he's young for a book to be written about him, but it's just, it's the story of it all. It's just this, this really great self-contained narrative arc that just reminds me of like good novels I would read growing up and things like that. And so I just thought it would, that, that was my goal with it, give people a good time and hopefully, you know, show them a bit about, you know, life along the way. And I think that's what it does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's, he had a lot of ups and downs, obviously through his career. Really did. Yeah. He, yeah, he really did. And he, but not just that, he, the guy was like noted as a savant from Mike Leach, like from the get go, like this yeah. is what you could be. You could be that. Can you kind of walk us through your understanding of his uh, progression uh, as a, and, and not to give away too much of the book here, but oh, no, that's fine. Your, your, um, your, your progression, his progression from being this walk on to, cause that's yeah. kind of widely known. He was a walk on and now he's, he went yeah. from that to a GA, but your interpretation of all that and kind of how that encompasses in the book as well. Yeah, well, I just I mean, it's a testament to Mike Leach, like seeing a lot of raw potential in Lincoln that Lincoln wasn't even considering at the time. Because, I mean, Lincoln's goal when he went to Texas Tech was to become a starting quarterback. And, you know, in, in high school, he messed his shoulder up really bad um, as a quarterback. And he still ended up having a good high school career despite that. But he just was not able to throw the football the way that a college quarterback needs to be able to throw the football. And, uh, but he was, you know, really smart. Mike Leach said he asked a lot of the right questions. Um, and he just, I mean, basically they just had this come to Jesus meeting of, you know, you're not going to be a quarterback. You could be a pretty good coach if you want to take a chance and just right. try that now. And so it was a chance Mike Leach was taking on him, but it was also Lincoln having to take a chance on, you know, this wild thinking coach, um, you know, who is just all over the place with his imagination, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. And, uh, you know, it's obviously worked out. But I mean, my interpretation of that is just, I mean, that was just a pivotal moment in like a boy having to become a man um, at a relatively young age. I mean, he was 19 years old, giving up his dream of playing football. And I mean, he had the chance to go play other places, but he decided that, you know, it was time to grow, go ahead and grow up. This is an opportunity he probably wouldn't get anywhere else and he wanted to take advantage of it and that's you know he got a lot of good advice along the way but ultimately he's the one had to make the decision that's a hard that's a hard move to make when you're 19 and you got your head set on one thing I mean shoot I'm 33 and I'm still stubborn about stuff sometimes <laughs> you know that's that he, he that's something that he's always had I think is good foresight it took him a minute he had to go on that long drive up and down the length of West Texas to Horseshoe Bay and really chew it over um you know, for a weekend, whether or not he wanted to give it up, but he made the decision. And once he did, he was all in. And uh, yeah, I mean, my interpretation of it is just, I mean, sometimes life deals you cards you don't like, but you got to grow up and make the best of them. Well, speaking of that, the, you've been around Lincoln for a while. I mean, back in 2017, you were around him and you said the whole team for a long time. Uh, You wrote a, a article with Bleacher Report 
other than that, how did this book come together? How did this book just, uh, like you said, you, you decided, you told me, I think it was off air that you're like, man, I think this would be really cool to do. And it just started to come together. But the research, the, the quotes, the, the, the cultivating of the relationships of people around him, how long did that take? It actually had to happen relatively quickly because, which was unusual, like we got the deal in place and uh, they wanted to get it done. I mean, we got the deal in place basically late spring of what, last year, um, 2019. And so they wanted the book to come out by football season this year, which meant I had to be done more or less writing it by the beginning of this year and mm-hmm. just with the way publishing works. And so that was a really fast turnaround. And on top of that, um, Lincoln you know, when I told him I was working on the book, he, the conversation we had was, you know, he, he didn't, what he told me was he didn't mind necessarily me doing the book. It made him uncomfortable somewhat because he felt like he was too young for a book and he would have to decide if he wanted to be officially involved in it, which he ultimately decided not to be, which mm-hmm. left me really conflicted to be honest for a minute. Cause I, I just, I don't know, like, I don't like being the type of writer that writes about somebody that doesn't want me writing about them. Um, so that was a weird, I had a weird few months there where I was like, well, you know, I've got a couple kids and mm-hmm. I've got to take care of my family and this is my job. And, but he, you know, I just, I, you know, it just wasn't so long story short, I just kind of circled back to, well, here's what I've already got. I've already got a lot of this other good stuff. It's not, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm revealing anything that's bad. Uh, you know, it's an inspirational story. Right. Um, you know, I'm certainly also not trying to make the guy look like the Jesus of college football coach or anything like that. It's just, it's really just this coming of age story of a kid from a tiny town in the middle of nowhere in West Texas becomes head coach of Oklahoma. Uh, and he, like you said, I mean, he goes through a lot of stuff to get there. And that's what really kept me going through it is I just saw it as something that, you know, one, somebody's going to write this at some point anyway, mm-hmm. um, just because the story is what it is. So it might as well be me. I had a lot of conversations with Mike Leach about this actually, because I mean, I just, you know, he was willing to talk to me and I was really conflicted about this stuff. And so just, you know, just doing soul searching along the way. And it just kind of came out to, it's a great story. Somebody's going to write it. It might as well be me. And I know I'm going to try to do my best with it from an honest place and just give people a good time and just this really fun, inspirational escape from life for a minute, uh, which it right. turned out to be. Uh, you know, and so that, that's what kind of got me feeling okay with it. And then it was time to really finish writing the thing. And that was a challenge. And, uh, you know, along the way, just following up with all these different people ended up having a good few conversations with, you know, Ruffin McNeil, um, you know, earlier this year, I was able to add some stuff into the book from that. I mean, there's a lot of like things that had to come together just the right way, but they did. And, uh, thankfully I had a really good team kind of pushing me through it at the publishing house. Like they were really supportive and with the tight deadline and, you know, my, my anxieties around everything. And anyway, yeah, I'm rambling, but point is like, it just, it all to me comes back to the story. And I feel like I've already said that five times, but it's just a great story that I wanted. I thought people would benefit from getting to read. Yeah. Did, did his family did, was, was he open with you talking to with his family, like mom, dad, wife? No, like they really weren't. Um, I mean, I, I, I spoke with his dad briefly on the phone, like on an off the record kind of conversation, just basically what I just said is, you know, working on his book, would love to talk to you. If not, because you want to respect Lincoln's wishes, I understand that. And that's just kind of where everybody felt. Nobody was ugly about it. Um, right. You know, at least in my face. I don't know what conversations were. <laughs> no, I'm flat. I mean, nobody was ugly about it at all. I just, I think it was just, you know, that was his preference right now. And 
some people close to him did talk to me off the record and anonymously just to help me make sure I had some facts right and things like that, which I really appreciated. And um, yeah. you know, I wanted to get the story right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, I talked to, I mean, some people close to him, but not as many as I would have preferred to. Right. Um, but thankfully, I mean, I just I ended up relying a lot on newspaper archives and media archives from around the country because there's been a lot of good stuff written about him. And uh, so I feel really indebted to a lot of really good journalists who've written a lot of good, like short stories. But when you piece them together over the course of mm -hmm. his career, like it adds up to something pretty special. Uh, so there's been a lot of different journalists that have done some good work that I benefited from a lot. And I named them in the end of the book. Um, just to, I mean, it's, I feel like it's the least I can do is, I mean, like they, they helped me out a lot, even without really meaning to. So that, yeah, that, that kind of saved me, I think <laughs> by the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I guess one of the last things is before we, you know, give the promo of the book at the end, like where they yeah. can find it and all that stuff. But uh, did, did you talk to people around the university of Oklahoma, their thoughts on, you know, how it's progressed from 2017 Lincoln Riley to now 2020? Uh, not on the record. I okay, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I had some interesting conversations with some people. Um, I mean, but generally, I mean, people are both surprised and not surprised. I mean, it's surprising mm -hmm. because he's so young. Uh, but, I mean, Mike Leach said this a lot. I mean, he also started out really young. He was 19 when he came Mike Leach's assistant and he's a really smart guy. I mean, you combine those two things and he loves football. So, I mean, that's just, a, that's just the right mix. And then, I mean, really what everything came down to for him was the right people recognizing the right things in him and kind of helping guide him all the way, which is what the book really becomes a lot about. It's not even really about Lincoln. It's about the people that were around him throughout his life and his career. I mean, which is to me, one of the more profound parts of the book was just, you know, none of us are who we are on our own, even if you're a great coach. And so he, you know, he was able to become who he is. Yeah. Cause he's smart and he's got this savant mind and all these things like those things are true. Um, you know, I, it's not something that I think he feels comfortable talking about publicly and all that. And I yeah. understand it because he's a very humble guy. He understands like he has to constantly be willing to evolve and change and grow. Um, but those things are true, but they also wouldn't be able to make him what he is if the right people weren't around him too. And to me, that became probably the most important part of the book was the relationships he had with other people and the ways that he did right by them and they did right by him and they were able to work together. Um, and that's kind of what the book really becomes about is he becomes who he is because of other people. Well, I guess one more question, because I think you can't go without a Mike Leach, the pirate question and an answer. You have an interesting yeah. pirate story that you can share that will make people laugh. Oh, an interesting pirate story? Yeah, about the Mike Leach. Is anything Mike Leach related? Oh, anything Mike Leach related that'll make people laugh? Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, he would—you know—he was. I mean, he would—he would call me at like three in the morning my time. You know, multiple times. Like, there's that's when he had time available. <laughs> Like, hey, Bubba, you got time right now? I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, if this is when you can talk, I'm going to talk to you, you know? And so we have several 3 a.m. conversations and things like that. And that was, you know, that's just, that's Mike Leach for you. I mean, and there'd be no heads up either. Like it would, you know, be just the phone would ring and I had a special ringtone for him because I wanted to make sure I knew it was him calling and I would pick up and talk with him because he was helping me out a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, like just with the book, that, that was Mike Leach is, you know, you never knew when he was going to call and, 
But once he gets on the phone with you, he'll talk, man. He'll talk for a while. He had no hesitations with that. So, I don't know. To me, it was a trip. I uh, just never knew when he was going to call. It could be 3 a.m. It could be the middle of the day. You just never know. <laughs> that about, sounds about right. Do you yeah. have any interest in, a, in writing a Mike Leach book? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be a blast. He's, just, he's already put out several of his own. So, yeah. I don't know if there's a whole lot to add to uh, the Mike Leach, um, <laughs> the Mike Leach universe in the publishing world but i mean yeah he's an entertaining guy you never know what's going to come out of his mouth or what he's going to do uh so but yeah no that'd be fun for sure all right well uh first i appreciate you coming on with us this is obviously brandon yeah, Sneed is the author of sooners uh lincoln riley's new would you call it an autobiography if you will or would uh, you call it more of a memoir uh, i mean it's not, not an autobiography or memoir because that would imply he's involved yeah in writing it yes yeah. Technically, it'd be a biography. I mean, to me, it's just it's just this. I think of it more just like a really long essay in a lot of ways. Just mm-hmm. here's here's how he started out in the middle of nowhere in West Texas, this tiny town playing football. And I mean, he went through a lot of hard things to get to where he is now. Um, so yeah, it's just a good story, man. That's how I think of it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah this is uh, Brandon Snead, obviously Sooners, the making of a football coach, Lincoln Riley's rise from West Texas to the Oklahoma Sooners. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find it. Oh, anywhere books are sold. I mean, Amazon, of course. Uh, I mean, IndieBound and Barnes and Noble, all those places. Anywhere, anywhere that sells books, you should be able to find it. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, you're actually going to be on a very, very busy podcast with lots yeah. of, lots of. Uh, I got a dog that's trying to open up a door right now. Oh uh, yeah, I just have a dog walking around too. Yeah, I know. I saw. I saw. What type of dog is it? He's a he's kind of a mutt. He's like his dad. I know was a full blooded Jack Russell Terrier, and his mom I know was like half pit bull, half American bulldog, half something else. So he's oh very cool. It's something. Yeah, he's a character. How about you? I got well right now. I got a eight month old boxer, and the wife and kids are outside trying to be quiet, and <laughs> the 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 dog is uh, whining because she can hear him, and she opens doors. So yeah. we have to keep everything locked. Because she'll no. just let herself out and just go. So um, it's a very smart dog. She can stay. She'll sit and stay for like 30 minutes at a time without moving. She's very smart, very obedient. But she's driving me crazy right now. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, you're going to be on a very busy podcast uh, because of the Sooner Summit happened this weekend. Um, everybody's wanting to talk about that recruiting weekend, all the five stars in. And that's going to be on the same podcast as you. So uh, it's awesome. a good time to come on, man. Good time to awesome. come on, but I do appreciate you taking the time because uh, I, I appreciate it too. I mean, I, you know, all the help I can get, getting the word out. You know. Oh yeah, man, uh, this book I'm I'm excited for it. I appreciate y'all uh, sending me a copy, and I can't wait to to dive into it and push it out even more, man. Appreciate you. Awesome. Well, back at you. All right. Well, this was uh Brandon Snead, the uh, the writer of Lincoln Riley's new book, uh, Sooners, uh, the making of a head coach. Um, Lincoln Riley's rise from what is it, the West West Texas, to Oklahoma. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, thank you. All right, thank you, Brandon. All right.